You are listening to the oneofus.net podcast network. One of Us is a podcast and video network funded all but entirely by donations and subscriptions. We do accept pitches for audio-based or banner ads, but on a case-by-case basis. If you are interested in that, contact us at oneofusnet at gmail.com. With the amount of audio and video content we generate, it is expensive and extremely time-consuming to keep things running. Please go to the webpage oneofus.net and sign up for a subscription at 2 5 10 or $25 and get a ton of bonus content. One of Us needs and appreciates all your support. Okay, I'm I'm going to say it, and this was admittedly part of the marketing they put out when they were trying to sell me on reviewing this film from 2019, Detention. I mean, it's a Taiwanese film, so it takes us a couple of years to get them here. The best video game adaptation ever made. And although I have not played the game that this is adapted from, because it is, in fact, a Taiwanese game, I'll just go ahead and say, this is the Silent Hill movie I didn't know I was waiting for. Yeah, and even the game itself... Although I wouldn't straight up say that it is, it definitely has a little bit of influence from the Silent Hill games. If you could imagine a Silent Hill game in a 2D side-scrolling perspective mixed with a point-and-click, you kind of have the tension. Also mixed with very depressing Taiwanese history, which the movie gets into. I mean, I think that's what really ultimately makes this work, is that it does have... On top of all the Silent Hill-isms and that kind of horror and hallucinatory and sort of shared, like, universes overlapping type stuff, it's actually got this really kind of moving story underneath it that's based on real events. I feel like with Silent Hill, you're just like, well, you know, we got the universes. Yeah, but what does it mean? I don't know, nothing. It's based on a game. What do you want? And Taiwanese <laughs> people are like, we've suffered, bitch. This, everything's about something. Yeah. <laughs> Americans are like, my cheeseburgers are more expensive than they used to be. I've suffered. (laughs) It's not the same. Yeah, the game is actually called Detention as well. It's done by Red Candle Games. There's actually a whole little rabbit hole you can fall down about them and the follow-up game they did for it and how much trouble they got in because of that and political controversy. I don't know. I didn't know about any of it before I saw this movie. But this is the kind of movie that kind of makes you want to go, oh, I'd like to know more about what is happening here. And how was a movie that was this, I think, overall this well shot done by a first timer (laughs) the guy who's like is this his debut feature film john zoo wow but before we go any further let's talk to our crew i've got lewayne hey how's it going i've got ryan hey what's going on and in simplified chinese i have adrian hello hello (laughs) i think it's mushy mushy i think that's japanese (laughs) is it i don't know i i I can't remember i watch so many asian films and they all kind of overlap at a certain point with the little bits of language i pick up and i fuck it up all the time i hope that's not racist it probably is i apologize (laughs) it's all on me dude you're an old white man it is inherently racist well i'm not saying the problem is with the language i'm saying the problem is with me i own that (laughs) i'm a failure as a white person or maybe a typical one. I don't know. Anyway, detention <laughs> takes place in 1962 during Taiwan's White Terror, which was a really, really shitty time where they were just rounding up and assassinating political dissidents. I mean, it was just really just this short of straight tyranny and just barely. Things were pretty bad. And this is in 
a middle school, which isn't the same as our American middle school. It's more like high school, really. At first, you're like, this is just a high school movie, right? Like a politically themed movie with Wei, played by Zheng Xinghua, who is a pretty nice looking uh, teenager. And uh, he saves a classmate from getting in trouble right off the bat with the inspector Bai, sort of like one of the main guys of the school as superintendent. And it's a very military school type thing, right? And we also see Fang Rei Shin, played by Gingle Wang, who's a young girl. And they sort of like kind of looking at each other oddly across the grounds. And you're like, okay, well, this is going to obviously this is a sort of triptych we're looking at here. That's important. Turns out Wei, the initial good looking kid, he's a member of a secret club where they get together and they discuss literature that you're not allowed to discuss at the school anymore for fear of being arrested, led by two teachers, Miss Yin, played by Cecilia Chow, and Mr. Zhang, played by Fu Meng Pao. They're just literally with a small group of people, pass around banned literature and read it and talk about what it means and stuff. But they all are very aware if they're going to get caught, it's going to be deep shit for everyone, which is still like, it's weird to me that I know people now are like, I don't read. <laughs> and these guys are like, they might kill us if we read this one specific thing. We're doing it anyway. Very different world. Things suddenly change as everything seems to be like in a nightmare. We see both Fang and Wei. They're in a very Silent Hill version of the school. Like everything is sort of like ruined and, and crumbling and, and is gr slightly gross. And there's a monstrous thing stalking around, killing people with mirrored face beneath police caps. And it's really, really genuinely creepy. But the thing is, it doesn't just stay there. It goes back and forth in time and starts illustrating what happened, why they're there, and what this has to do with, like, who ultimately is responsible for them being in this situation in the first place, which I, I'll tell you right now, I thought was actually ended on a very moving note. But yeah. before I turn it over to you guys, let me just say... There's one very huge cultural difference here that's going to bug some people who are incapable of separating themselves from cultural differences. And that's that a high school student and a very young teacher are clearly in love with each other. And it's a central conceit of the story. And if you're going to ooh gross it, it's this is not going to work for you at all. Right. They're probably in real life about same age. Yeah. Right? <laughs> but I don't know. But like, it doesn't matter. Just like. Know that going into it, that it's like there's not any love scenes between them or anything like that. It's more like the idea of love type of thing. Well, as someone who has played the game, and I, I do recommend that you check it out. I, I have it for PS4. I know it's on everything. You can't get their follow-up game for some, like kind of Chris mentioned, a really fascinating rabbit hole that you can look up. I, I have played the game, and I would say that if you want to just take in the story of the video game as well as kind of the aesthetic of it you could watch the movie and you could be satisfied and it's a pretty good movie it's, yeah. i wouldn't say it's as scary as the game but you know when you're playing the game you're playing it that's you you need to survive this you have to go through the thrill of it if you want the horror aspect i'd say play the game because one thing that they did really cool there that I wish they did a little more of in here is that there is kind of like a primary monster that's going around in the film. And in the game, there's kind of multiple versions of ghosts and spirits from Taiwanese folklore. And it's really interesting. And when I heard that there was going to be a movie adaptation, I thought they were going to do something with that. And they don't really. But for what this is, it's not bad. I, it's kind of accurate. Probably is the best video game adaptation in the sense that it tells the story very well, including probably like one of the most hard hitting scenes having to do with one of the main characters and 
a young teacher. Like that's, it's really moving stuff. And that's translated directly from like a cutscene within the game. I thought they did that really well. Can I clarify something real quick though? I think sure when thing. most people think in their heads, best video game adaptation, they don't think the one that's most like the video game <laughs> at this point, <laughs> we're just looking for a film. That's actually kind of good period. Exactly. <laughs> you know, it can faintly <laughs> resemble the game. And if it's a great movie, you win. Here's the gold medal. I will always have a soft spot <laughs> for the silent Hill movie only because I don't know. It's got the look of it. I, I felt like I was playing Silent Hill. This is probably the best video game film we'll have. And it's it's kind of cool that it comes from Taiwan, from a first-time director, other than, like, a big studio. There's that Resident Evil movie coming out. That looks awful. And that probably has, like, $30 million behind it. I, I bet 10 seconds before they announced this guy signed for a reboot of Silent Hill, which they've been shopping around for anyway. So That'd be pretty cool. Yeah, I would definitely be down to see that because I, I think that the strongest point of this film for me is just like aesthetically, like the visuals are amazing. Like there's some images that are going to stick with me for a long time, I think. Just some really like, genuinely creepy stuff. I have not played the game, Adrian, but I looked into it a little bit and is most of it 2D? Yeah, it's side scroller. It's kind of like a point and click horror game mixed with like survival type stuff that you would see in like a modern day horror game where you can't attack but you can hide there's some moments where I, I could definitely tell where i feel like they capture that really well and almost visuals that come off as like theatrical at the same time too although i didn't find it to be incredibly scary overall i did feel like the atmosphere was just creepy and very, very well done for, especially for the topic that they were delving into. I think unsettling is the word that you're probably looking for because yes. that's, that's what I felt a lot of this. And I have no experience either with this as a video game. And I got to tell you, having heard video game adaptation, I'm like, okay, we'll see how this goes. I love the aesthetic of it. I love the all the stuff you guys are talking about in terms of the horror element. But what I was surprised by actually was the, the underlying drama element, the, the what's effectively the flashbacks. I was like, you've got to really important drama in my horror movie guys what are you doing and it was interesting because i at one i could actually follow it and i actually cared about what was going on you know i mean obviously i don't live in an environment like this but i can appreciate what their experiences were and i'm like you know this is actually almost more terrifying than the giant reflected face monster thing because that thing doesn't feel real and everything else they're experiencing is and yeah, I share your sentiment, Chris, about the, wait, you don't even read? <laughs> These people are literally going to be killed if somebody finds them in possession of this book, let alone reading it. So that was actually, for me, probably the scarier part. The The horror part was certainly unsettling. And I'm not going to lie, the sound of marching feet is never not going to be unnerving. There's a scene where everybody's just like walking to class and I'm like, that sounds super creepy. And this is the real world where it's all sunlit and stuff, right? Yeah, I don't know what I was expecting, but this wasn't it. And I'm so glad that it's not what I was expecting. Yeah, I don't think it's ever aiming except for one scene where they're sort of hiding in the closet from this monster thing to be outright scary. Mostly it's mm -hmm. suspenseful to deeply unsettling, but it's so artistically done and the way it weaves in with as the what actually happened in real life is revealed, you start realizing the things you've been seeing, what they actually represent. And, you know, I mean, there's things you would call foreshadowing if you had any way of knowing 
ahead of time with the way that plot was going to go, but then just sort of beautifully weave in and out of each other. I say beautifully, I should say deeply unsettlingly, but very, very smartly weave in and out of each other. There's a whole thing with a noose that I was like, what is that? And when they do it, you're like, fuck, you just feel ice cold chill over your body. There's so much stuff like that here. Even though I know next to nothing about the white terror in Taiwan, I think a lot of the imagery here that's effectively unsettling and the messaging is appropriate to anybody who knows anything about any sort of fascist situation. If we're talking about World War II and the Nazis in, in Germany, a lot of this imagery would be equally as as powerful and effective when thinking about that. I just kept thinking about it for like an hour after it was over, just rolling over in my head over and over the stuff I saw. And I don't know, man, I even like teared up at the end. I found myself emotionally affected by yeah. it. Something that genre filmmaking and making this a horror movie and not just straight up a retelling of what happened is just so effective because it really captures the disgusting like feeling of what that historical event felt like. That's powerful. And I think that it is in a lot of ways, maybe more effective even than just a straight up historical retelling could be. And I was not aware of this event and it definitely made me want to learn more about it and made me really, really want to play the game. I don't know if it's my Catholic school upbringing to blame or if it's myself, but I like kind of like you, I've never heard of the white terror until I played detention and then looked into it after that. And it is something deeply maddening. It's essentially, if we think you're a communist in any way, you're going to disappear. And that's like, I think he might have said something that could have come off that way. So let's go ahead and just pluck him out just to be safe. And that's always terrifying. And it's no surprise that this film is has also been banned in mainland China already. <laughs> like, it's not going to get distribution there. It's an important film. Like, this is a story that should get out there. This is something that needs to be known about, needs to be talked about. And even if some of the more kind of traditional horror elements of it don't really scare you that well, put too much terror into you. I feel like the overall story that this is something that happened to real people, I mean, not exactly the story, but I mean, like the the, the white terror is something that happened. It's really moving and it, it is really terrifying to think of like this moment in history. I This is the perfect movie to trick your dad into watching because I'm sure he <laughs> loves history, but hey, you could show him a horror movie while you're at it. To be clear, this did show in Taiwan, of course. It showed in Singapore and places like that. And it was a monster success over there. In fact, at the Golden Horse Awards in 2019, it won five awards, including some of the big ones. And then at the 2020 Taipei Film Awards, it just swept. It just literally won everything. That's great. <laughs> so this is a film that, like, we're not talking about some movie that just little horror junkies like us like. This is a movie that I think if you give it a chance, you'll be like, I can't believe how good that was. It may be one of the first films from this part of the world that I would say was aiming for what we over here tend to, unfortunately, call elevated horror. Mm -hmm. No, yeah. <laughs> And it works really well on it. Well, let's go to final thoughts. Luane, get us started. Not that long ago, I reviewed a movie that clearly also had a message and tried to use horror elements, and neither of those really worked the way they wanted it to. This movie, on the other hand, nailed it. The actual real-world drama is probably at least as impactful as the horror. Certainly, it was more frightening to me watching it, and so... Every once in a while, I'll come across a film where I'll watch it and I'll be like, I quit. I don't want to do filmmaking stuff anymore because they've already got this and I got nothing for that. 
this one's right up there with that. I, I watched it and I'm like, God, I can't get any of this the way this is going. I'm a little jealous is what I'm saying. <laughs> At the end of the day, this is four out of five hand copied books. Ryan? Yeah, I think anytime you can create an effective genre movie, what um, Chris referred to as elevated horror, and do it in a way that feels like you're just genuinely just first and foremost telling a story, but the backdrop is this really important like cultural moment that you should learn about. It's a hard thing to do without coming off as a little bit preachy, for lack of a better word, and I feel like this doesn't come off in that way at all, but it also gets the message across that they're trying to convey about how like horrifying an event like this can be and how going after certain kinds of ideas is so dangerous and can lead to like fascism essentially. And I just, I think that this did that so, so well. I think we're all in agreement there. And I feel like, yeah, just the atmosphere, the, the cinematography, it's all very, very interesting. And I think that this is uh, absolutely worth watching and I'm going to give it eight out of 10 copies of the communist manifesto. Adrian. If you're not into video games, but you want to learn more about this, there's a YouTube channel called Super Eyepatchable that does a video on not only this game, but the follow-up to this game from the studio, Red, was it Red Candle Games? Mm -hmm. and, yeah. and, and goes into that history of what happened to them that's really fascinating and kind of horrific on its own right. I just quick plug to go check that out. This movie, you should also watch this because I found this fantastic. This might not be the most effective boo horror movie, but you know what? It doesn't have to be. It has a message and it's doing a hell of a job telling that message. And it has a really, really fantastic story that deserves to be seen, deserves to be told. All, all the acting throughout is fantastic. Even the, the effects that do seem kind of more on like the budget side, they look pretty good. And, and especially considering this is a first time director, which I didn't know until uh, I was told during this review, that's even more fantastic because he, he got a lot out of, you know, it, it seems like it's not a big budget yet. There's a lot of big scale things within this that are very, very impressive. And as a video game adaptation, they lift, whole scenes from the game and translated perfectly to film and it looks stunning i really dug this you should play the game but if by chance you just don't want to that's fine watch this movie when it comes out and i think there's even going to be like a netflix series also there already based is. On the, already there already is. is came out a lot like last year i think oh wild okay <laughs> you know what that's probably good too i'm, I'm gonna assume so so check that out i'm gonna give this uh four drawings of winnie the pooh that might make someone really mad, but we're not going to say who <laughs> out of uh, out of five. Hmm. Anyway, uh, <laughs> honey, <laughs> I think this is deeply artistic. It's incredibly well thought out. This is like a debut film that this guy wanted to prove to everyone. Like, I'm not that guy who can just quickly knock out a movie. Just like, if you give me the money, I'm the guy who's going to do a movie under budget and you'll be like, holy shit, we didn't say you had to make it that good. He put a lot of thought into this. It's just supremely balanced, I think, on almost every level. There's literally not much I don't like about this. I think some of the CG is a little on the... But, I mean, it's a Taiwanese film. What do you want? You know? I mean, it's pretty good, considering it's not a big Hollywood movie. <laughs> like, even Hong Kong, which is a huge, multi-billion dollar studio, still their CG doesn't even look close to as good as what's going on in Hollywood. We're just fucking spoiled because of the budgets and the equipment that's available here. Really, really good. Highly recommend. I honestly think that most of the time, movies that don't have a single jump or ah scare 
are ultimately much scarier than films that do. Because you they do that, and you're like, oh, you got me, but you didn't scare me, you just startled me, mm-hmm. right? And then you kind of laugh about it, and you're not feeling as scared. This movie, there's not any laughs in it. You're just gradually getting more and more and more creeped out and unsettled till the end where you're like, that wasn't put me through the emotional ringer, quite frankly, and I feel affected by it, which is why I'm going to give this Eight and a half out of ten burlap head sacks. And I'll tell you, I will never look at a burlap bag the same way again. <laughs> Holy shit. Okay, now let's talk about how the Super Mario Brothers movie is actually pretty good and underrated. And that shit haunts. No one has ever said those words that didn't suffer from some sort of mental condition. <laughs> <laughs> 